Welcome to the Innovators Room, where we talk about real things, real facts, and being the real you. I'm so excited to be back. Let's get this show started. Don't just aspire to make a living. Aspire to make a difference. Anything you want, good, you can have. So claim it. Work hard to get it. When you get it, reach back. Pull someone else up. Each one, teach one. Just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done. Don't confuse movement with progress. Hey friends, I'm super excited for you to hear the final part of Porn and Culture. I hope you enjoy it. Let's go. Makes me think too, you know how you said earlier how there's people who like let's say they're together for like five years and then they get married and things just kind of get magnified yeah. and divorced in six months. Absolutely. But then it just makes me think too, like there's, you know, there's people who have been married, I mean, who have been like together for, you know, five plus 10 years, whatever. And like they still don't even cross, cross those thresholds of yeah. marriage because they, I feel like, you know, they have reached a certain level of intimacy mm-hmm. and that value for something greater doesn't even come anymore. Wow. You know? that, and that, so, and you're probably right. And it comes a time, you know, I, I, I know um, of a couple, they've been together, have a kid and everything. And it's just like, there's no like why, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, and they, you know, have done everything and it kind of just makes you think like, you know, do you think that, having those and I and I know um Pastor Rose was saying how, you know, even just having sex or all those things before marriage that definitely affects your marriage. Mm-hmm. But do you think too that that certain people really just are terrified when it goes into okay, I have some problems <coughs> when it comes to certain things and I just can't value this enough to even make it to the marriage. Point, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I think a lot of people are afraid of commitment. Like marriage is commitment. Once you once you say I do, that is, I don't care how long you've been together, the commitment level is not the same until you say I do. Exactly, and people will try to say it is, but it's not. It's, it's two totally different things. And I've actually, I actually, a house is two different things. It is. I actually had a conversation with some people, and they were like, it, it, it's, it's the same thing. And I was like, well, how is it the same thing? There's a commitment with marriage. And one of the perfect people was like, well, maybe they're not ready for marriage. I say, well, if it's not a commitment, if it's the same thing, what are they not ready for? Yeah. Right. If it's not that. Mm-hmm. So even in saying that statement, you're admitting that there is a deeper level of commitment to saying I do to a person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are afraid of that because when you say I do, yeah. see, when you don't say I do, there's an out. Yeah. I can still be, but when I say I do, baby, I, you could not care about God, but you know that there is something about saying I do that brings you together and makes you want. And you can't just break that apart. Yeah. So people are afraid of that. People don't want to commit to that because they just don't want to commit to it. And I think reason. a part of that too is not 
I think it's like a deeper level of knowing someone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the fear of commitment comes mm. in. Because it's like, that's okay, good. I know you as my boyfriend. I know you as this person. We may have been together for four years. But then when I say I do to you, yeah, that's, that's like a whole nother level uh, of something that, that you may be dealing with that I don't necessarily want to yeah. feel like I got to be in a place where I got to actually walk through yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like when we talk about porn and stuff like this, this person may be good all four years and then you marry them and it's like, I have a porn addiction. I don't even see you the way I used to see you. I can't even view you the way. Yeah. And then it's like now I'm in a situation where I actually got to walk through this without me. Yeah. Like, right. so it's like, where does that, that real. me? And then, you know, yeah. like even things that you deal with. Because I feel like even in society, people talk about transparency and things like that. But it's like, I feel like we still talk about that on a surface level. Like, I feel like we don't go deep into, okay, what does that really look like? Because, like, even when you were talking about, and I think you said this, how you would leave the house and things like that. I don't think people really have the steps. It's like, okay, I'm dealing with this, but how do I even have the strength to leave my house? Like, that sound all good, but when I'm sitting in the moment. You know, sometimes I literally, when I was about to engage, like, I would have my laptop. I would pull it out, and I would be like, "You tired of me? Go to sleep. Go to sleep. If I'm gonna stay home, mm-hmm. like really, mm-hmm. literally redirecting what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, there are many times we can redirect what we're about to do. Call somebody. Yeah. You know, like like find something to do, but get yourself out of a space yeah. that's gonna create too much opportunity. That's beyond your ability to overcome. Yeah. There was a long period of time that I could not. Every time I was home alone, yeah, it's like yeah. I couldn't overcome it. Right. I couldn't. I already knew. I'm home alone. I'm about to. I'm about to look at pornography. I told my wife that was. A, I was that week. That was all I had. That's all yeah. it took. I, all I had to do is be at home alone. But you know what, Pastor? You know, and there was times that I yeah. could not even be a home alone. I could find an alone spot. Oh yeah, the yeah. Home yeah. Home yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but still, but if I was home alone. It was like going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So for right. a long period of time, I just wasn't. And it's it's me knowing what affects me and me being willing to share. Because a lot of people don't want to share what affects them because they don't want any. Again, it goes back to accountability. Absolutely. If I tell you, because I knew uh, for a period of time, I knew if I was home alone, my wife was going to ask me. Mm-hmm. Did I? Because she knew that mm-hmm. that's the. So you were home alone. Did you? Now I have, because I've introduced accountability. Not, so now I can be there are times I, I recently you, that's how you say you can go a long time recently mm-hmm. it was literally the week of the mm-hmm. um, of the worship conference I was at home one day and the enemy told me you should just engage in pornography because yeah. I was so drained that week yeah. mm-hmm. and, and you have to be careful when, you. when you are physically depleted Absolutely. you are open prey That's right. and so I was so tired y'all and I was at home alone and the enemy said this is what you should do and I had two options. I was like, well, I threw three options. Engage, leave the house, or go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I was too tired to leave the house. I said, you need to go to sleep. Yeah. And I literally just went to sleep. Took a nap. Yeah. By the time I got from my nap, guess what? My wife was at home. I'm yeah. telling you, you know what I do now? was gone. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I do now? I literally, because I know it's a, it's a mental thing, and I literally do this. Because the Bible says, you that think you stand, take heed, lest you fall. So even though it's been forever since I've looked at anything pornographic, I still take heed. Yeah. Anytime I have a thought, just like I cast down any other thought. Yeah. I've learned to talk 
whenever I have a negative thought. Yeah. It, it cannot even still be pornography. That's that's right. something you're that still, we're talking about. The devil's and the enemy still. He's Jesus is the was the son of God. Yeah. He was the he was God in flesh. After fasting, yeah, forty days and forty nights. I mean, full of come. the spirit of God. Yep. Here come the enemy with temptation. Here he come. And so the the. I, this is one thing that I can't stand about believers is we get so and I, especially overly churchy ones mm -hmm. who be lying to people, yeah. Yeah. like literally lying, acting yeah. like how can I say that everything God can taste out of like my that. mouth? And, you still get tempted. <laughs> 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 All right, you know, you know it's good, right? Though right? no, what what you receive is strategy yeah. to overcome, right? You know, right. and and you receive. Supernatural power through grace. That's right to overcome. To overcome. That's what you got, and so it's you like work that. that's why I don't ever lie. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm about as transparent as it come on the mm -hmm. stage. I've been told by some people, like overly church people, that we too. When my wife and I started, we hadn't had time. We just talked the other day. We were like we got to get back to podcasting because anybody who read our blogs and listened to our podcast, it was as real as it gets. Mm -hmm. Like it is not mm -hmm. sugar coated at all. I like that. And so people were telling us, oh man. That could affect you, like affect your ministry, because you gotta, you know, people want to see. I don't care what people need to see mm -hmm. is the real. So even as a pastor, yeah. yeah, I over, I have overcome this. Yep. But in overcoming it, it doesn't mean that I don't still have to you work still daily have to, do, to overcome. Or I, the Bible says I die daily. That's and what it, it says. Doesn't, it yeah. doesn't make you less either. So right. You know, because you are a pastor, you know, so people have like this perception of you. And by you being so transparent, you know, it, it just speaking as, as people that, that go to your church, like, mm. we don't see you less because you go through those right. things. We see you as somebody who we can even grow closer to mm. because we know that, you know, you're, what you teach us, you're fighting through the same thing. Absolutely. Yes. And applying so we're, <laughs> so we're able, yeah, so Relatable. it's like we're, we're able to, I, but I do, I want to, a question to um, you know you guys that are married. So when you're when you're having, because we we spoke on marriage a lot and, and accountability and things like that. But when you when you do realize you may have like an issue with um, pornography or sex or something like that, at what point you know did you feel like it was a conversation that you could only have after you're married, or it was a conversation? Because, you know, I see a lot of times when people, you know, they speak about it and they speak about their wives and stuff. It's a conversation that happens after marriage. Mm -hmm. So it's not mm -hmm. something that happened before marriage. So it's like, was it, you know, did you just feel like uh, it was kind of like that trust thing where it's like, okay, you're my wife now. So it's like, you know, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. But it's like, you know, or was it just because in, and because that comes to us single folks when we're in a position to where when we're dating. We're like, you know, we could be committed to somebody and it's like, yeah, I, tr you know, I'm trusting you, but it's like, at what point do we identify that safe space in a relationship with the person for me to feel openly available to tell you, hey, look, I have a problem with, you know, porn or fa uh, BDSM fantasies or whatever it is. Like, at what point do I express that to mm -hmm. you? I think that, so one of the reasons why me and my wife were able to get married at the speed that we did and still have a very successful marriage. We've been married almost 11 and a half years. It'll be 12 years at the end of this year after we literally met, dated, got engaged and married in the same calendar yeah. year. All right, so from January to December. The reason that was able to happen because we had a high level of transparency in our relationship. 
that kept growing as we got married. <laughs> I got but we we told each other so much stuff in the first month that we had never told anybody like the stuff that you like I'm gonna take to my grave. We were sitting yeah. each other like we had this certain level of openness that we were telling each other like these things that we would never express to anybody else. It let us know, oh, and you're not running, like I'm telling you this is you yeah. it helped us to know the strength of what we were navigating. So it mm-hmm. helped us like there was a certain bond that was present. There were additional layers and levels of transparency that happened in marriage, but we had already set or uh, had a proper yeah. context or our foundation for that when we were dating. Someone who cannot handle that level of transparency from you in a dating world, they are yeah, never yeah, going to be yeah. able That's to right. shoulder that when you get married. That's right. You know, so sometimes I'm not saying tell your business to everybody you meet. There is a certain level of wisdom in courting somebody, but there has to become a moment where you test, can I be transparent with you? And I'm really not walking down the aisle with you if I can't. Like, if you can't demonstrate that I can keep it real with you in dating, then why in the world am I going to marry you? Because you ain't going to be able to handle the rest of this. Absolutely. But I think that translates to, like, with people getting married and, like, just having friendships. I think a lot of stuff, the church doesn't have open communication about Mm -hmm. so like if you were in a relationship with somebody it's not something like that they make it seem like you should be talking about Mm -hmm. that's like something that you shouldn't be talking about because it pertains to sex you know so it's like how even like in like even as i look at how my friendships has grown at a certain point, I ain't talked to my friends about sex. Uh-huh. So it's like, but it was at a point that we all saw, it was like, we all struggling. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, so it's like, how do you create a culture, even within the church, where people are comfortable knowing that it is okay to talk about this? Mm-hmm. Like, it is okay to say that you're struggling about it. Because a lot of people don't feel like it's the place to do it. Gotta yeah. start from the stage. Yeah. You gotta start from the stage. Which for me is one of the main reasons why I constantly say things that most pastors wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I always, I always be like, oh, I, I just said that. Right? Yeah. Yes. Half the time I say stuff, I'm like, oh, these pastors, if they listen to this, they're gonna be so mad with me. And I'm not trying, but it has to start from the stage. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of pastors have sus- subscribed to what I call the presidential pastor syndrome, where you know I politic it all, I polish it up, I Olivia Pope mm-hmm. every moment. Sure, I have looked airbrushed on every picture. Everything about me is perfect. Instead of having this certain amount of rawness, mm-hmm. you know, and I know for what we're building, there's like a certain amount of rawness to it mm-hmm. that people like. It's like, uh, yeah. you know, and the more and more we work through it, mm-hmm. even the more and more real we found ourselves, like we just keep going through these layers of like, mm-hmm. look, I mean, it. You know, you hear me and my wife sit on the stage and talk about relationships. Yeah. Oh, it's real. It's yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Most times we talk about conflict. We've been to have World War Three the night before, and we tell people that. <laughs> yeah. We get on the stage and we're like, this is so ironic that we're teaching this today because we literally didn't want to speak to each other this morning because yeah. we had this much conflict last night. <laughs> yeah. And real. people roll like, and it's funny, but it's right. like, I'm telling y'all, like, we, good. you know, I've had so many men tell me that it set them free when I got on the stage and said, I struggle with pornography. Absolutely. And I could only overcome it by allowing my wife to help me with accountability. Yeah. I, I have had so many dialogues with mm-hmm. men wow. just by saying, this is, hey, hey, me, 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 pass the roll. Yeah. And y'all like, like this, I struggle with this, right? You know and why I don't? So if it don't start from the stage, it won't happen in the You know why I don't? 
because it's, this is so crazy. But everybody think they the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some reason, everybody, and that's, that's I think that's that's a demonic tactic. But the devil will make you feel like, now nah, we know, man. If you read the statistics, so many people watch porn. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just insane. It's, right. it's, a, it's, it's it's crazy. But yet and still, the devil will make you feel like you the only one doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're in a room with 500 people, and the enemy will make you feel like you're the only one that watch porn. So then when you got when your pastor gets up on the stage and say, look, I struggle with this. The reason why it's so freeing, because I'm saying, oh, so I'm not the only one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is somebody else that deals with this just like I deal with it. And if, if we're honest about it, everybody on my row does. Yeah. If we're honest about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Literally, if we are I don't know one person. Not one person yeah. who has not had a struggle with pornography or isn't watching it right Absolutely. now. I don't know one person. Yep. So the enemy has been so successful in making us think that we're the only ones. Yeah. And that's why when you get up and you create that culture where we free here. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is literally, I believe that that's where our next generation is going. Yep. And it's going to have to be radical church like Realness. that. Because yeah. the enemy is radical. And he has a grip, the, the great falling away that the Bible talks about, which is why we shouldn't be so alarmed, y'all, when we see people going into all of the other religions and all of the other stuff that they're into, because the Bible said that was going to happen. Yeah. But where there is, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Yeah. So there's no way the enemy could be ratcheting up his strategy and God not doing the same thing. Yeah. So that's why Pastor Roe would come along. Or, you know, the, the other pastors who God is raising up, that's going to be radical about seeing people really really changed yeah. because there has got to be some Holy Ghost intervention holiness is breeded through intimacy with God that's why pornography is so damaging because it, it strips us of we, we, we bring our intimacy that's supposed to be for God we bring it to porn and if we're not being intimate with God we're not getting the, 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 the strength to walk in holiness come on, come on. That we need to get away from the porn. And filling, filling that void yeah. with stuff. Like, and I think I was having this conversation with one of my friends. And it's like, in those moments, we never think to be like, let me just seek God. Like, maybe that's the desire, this loneliness I'm feeling. Right. Maybe he's just drawing me and I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm putting that in somewhere else when he's Absolutely. actually drawing me closer so to have that intimacy with yeah. him. Yep. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that even myself is like, I'm having this emotion so that I can draw into him. Yes. You know, but I directed to watching this. Right. So I directed to texting this person or, you know, feeling <laughs> it with other things. Because the devil been training us yeah. for so long to feel that with something else. Yes. Instead of the real thing. That's why the Bible says, don't be uh, drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. What he literally saying is, I don't care if you're drunk. Just be drunk on the right thing. Yes. Yeah. Be drunk on the Holy Ghost. Get 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 intoxicated with my spirit. Because all that alcohol is doing is pulling you away yes. from what I really want you to be intoxicated with. Yes. And that's all that stuff here. That's all sex with multiple partners is. That's all pornography is. That's yes. all alcohol. That's all that stuff is, man. And if we ever learn how to fill that void with the Holy Ghost, blah blah. Yes. Part. Well, this was such a great conversation. Uh, was, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, listen to it multiple times. Yes, Give me man. your feedback. I'll drop everybody's Instagram handle. 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 I was like, I don't know what you call it. It's like handle is the name. So I'll drop everybody's Instagram handle below. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. 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 Ooh, I enjoyed that.